Welcome to the State of Men. I'm Aiden Dowling. And I'm Watts, Mike Watts. <laughs> Today we're talking about bodies, uh, specifically from a men's perspective. I feel like very often we hear about body image and bodies and weight um, from women. So today we're going to talk to guys, going to talk about our bodies. It's going to be really uncomfortable and uh, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. All is well in the world. So Mike, you are in a, I mean, you're, how are you doing? <laughs> Good. I just watched James Bond movie last weekend, obviously. That's, there you go. Um, Kate and I went out on a date night, got all bonded up and yeah, overall, you know, it's raining here for the first time in like a couple weeks. Mm. Does it feel so nice we, when it rains now? Is it almost like, yeah, my mom, we have a activity. My parents are here right now. So we have an activity at Penelope school on Saturday and mm-hmm. my mom goes, what happens if it rains? What are they going to change it? I was like, no, this is people just like hang out in the rain. There's yeah. not, there's not a, we went to a pool party couple weeks ago, complete downpour. We show up, like, massive downpour. All the kids are just hanging out in the pool. You know, just playing. Yeah. Getting wet like, anyway. It, yeah, and it doesn't, it's not going to last for, it's not like New England where it lasts for eight hours. Right. So. I mean, as long as there's yeah. no lightning, right? That's what I was like. You, right, I would the play lightning. in the pool, but then if there's lightning, my mom would run out and be like, get out of the pool. Right, get out of the pool. Get out of the pool, it's lightning. And I would, If I, I was holding out. a metal rake metal rake in the water she would be like definitely get out um, <laughs> otherwise she was like he'll be fine. Pretty... <laughs> be fine the metal rake protects you it's it's good uh yeah. that's just should be a that's a good one but the overall going pretty good i just booked uh i'm excited i'm going to montana in fine. november okay and i For was booking week? did you get someone to do a week away here nope not yet so no. i'm going okay. thursday through sunday which is great because the a good it's chunk. Good. It's yeah, I'll take it. Um, I have points, <laughs> like basically the whole thing's paid on points, like airplane tickets, all that stuff. Awesome. And um, I just have to book those. So I'm going to see Ro- the Rob Bailey and Dana Lynn Bailey, and they're aware they're. I'm in their membership community called Clear. Wait, it's CCV. It's uh, Clear so Calculated. No, there's no curse. Clear, oh, calculated, okay. and vicious. Oh, okay, and vicious. That's what they... Vicious. Instead. There you go. So these guys, for those of you who are, do, do not know, they have created a clothing company called Flag Nor Fail, and they've created a whole bunch of other companies. But Dana Lynn with Bailey was the first Miss Olympia figure champion a number of years ago. But I've been following these guys since, like, 2010. So it's, like, 11 years. And Man, boy. If not longer. Yeah, I just really have always liked their design and their attitude and about things, et cetera. And yeah, but they're doing a, in the membership community, they're having their first live event at this new warehouse that they built. So mm. I'm going to go there and it's only for members that are part of this membership community. And it Fun. was a great time to get away. So I was booking and Kate goes, are you going to go mountain biking? I was like, oh yeah, they have great mountain biking in Montana. I should definitely go mountain biking. And then I was booking the hotel this morning. I was like, yeah, it's right before Thanksgiving. They're probably going to have like three feet of snow on the ground. So ah, uh, good point. I could go winter biking, but I'll think I was like, I got to bring like a coat and boots and yeah, who knows? Good for you. So getting I'm back really on the excited bike. about that. So. I would be nervous. I would be like, I mean, 
I mean, I, I was that's nervous. just me. I am nervous yeah, now. Yeah, you are nervous. Yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha. I'm nervous. Gotcha. The first ride I went was like 10 miles around down here in Miami, and it was all on the boardwalk. I like biked from my house to the boardwalk on the beach, and I was just riding there. And it's like every turn, I'm very gingerly. I'm like, okay, don't fall <laughs> over. Don't fall over. But it's getting back into it. And they told me at PT, they said everybody goes through it. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete. doesn't matter yeah. if you're just like Mike Watts, right? It's just <laughs> you, you, you know, the first time like you tear an ACL, then you go on the, the, you try to do a cut on the football field, catching a pass or something. And people are like, I can't do that. My leg's going to fall off. And they right. said everybody goes through the system, their symptom where their body's just going to fall apart um, right. after an injury and stuff. So yeah, it's been nice. I've never had anything really injury like that. Like I've just like been an idiot and like I fell off a bike once, but I just like broke my wrist. Right. Like it wasn't anything. I never had anything super intense happen. Luckily. Thank God. So I have two, two questions. Hopefully you don't. Yeah. Hopefully I don't. Two things. One thing I'm not, you know, I know Dana Bailey, right? That's right. Dana Lynn Bailey. Yep. You have to say Lynn. Do you have to say the middle? Is it like Dana Lynn or is it Dana? Because some people uh, are very know her actual name. All right, like you just I don't know, know first middle, but right, she goes by Dana Lynn Bailey. But I know right, Rob well, I feel calls like... her Dana. Okay. So okay, I I'll find out. I can let you know. Yeah, I'll, when I go yeah. there, I'll I'll investigate and we'll report back. For I'm sure the okay. listeners will be waiting. So so I know Dana just because I am a fan of bodybuilding, and I don't watch as much because I don't have time. But I knew of her just because I've been a fan of bodybuilding for 10 years or so. And so I know her from that. And I, do, I know her husband just through her. And, you know, I mean, it's not like I don't like them, but definitely not really fully my vibe. Like, I can see how right. you're into it. And I respect it. And, like, I'm sure yeah, I yeah, would yeah. go and have a good time. But, like, yep. I feel like he's a little, I don't know, he's a little much for he's me aggressive. personally. Yes. Yeah, he's just like a little too aggressive. Like I almost just want to like, aggressive. you know, if he feels like a Rottweiler who's like a little too <laughs> wound up, you know. And I just, I don't know. I want to give him like a bone and have him go sit in the corner for just you like five You should see minutes. these live calls he does. Like it's crazy, you know. Yeah, like you've his spoken whole... about them. But it's just like I wouldn't call a group that I'm in vicious, you know. Like I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like everybody in the yeah, group's like fine. I just want to work with killers. Like, I want to work with killers. I want to kill everything. I want to do this. And I'm just like, well, if you kill things, you go, like, if you kill another human, you go to jail, right? So I'm just like, why would I hire killers? Like, you know, my rational brain. But Kate, last right. night, she, I sat down at the table. I was like, I, I want to go to, to uh, Montana. I was like, it's going to be the smallest community. It's going to be great. She goes, you go get all masculine energyed up with all the people or you're going to have, you know, and so, and I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to do, you know, because right. I feel like that's yeah. what I, I need. You know, I just need yeah. to balance my life out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but like, but no, no shade. Like, do you, like, yeah. I, you know, it's fine. But it's like, true. I'm just saying It's such personally. a great lesson though about just, you're not going to vibe with everybody, you know, no. it's like we get into yeah. this weird thing where everybody's supposed to get along with everybody and it's like that's not how the world works right 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 it's just i mean so i think yeah i mean you know it, it, it's fun when you don't agree on certain things i think there comes yeah. i think the thing for me on agreeing or like i think it comes out to the core values 
Exactly. And, like Agreed. if your core, if your core morals and values are so far off from me, it's, we're just not going to get along because the, we just see the world in a very different way. Like even with, with what's his name? Mr. Bailey. I'll call him Mr. Bailey. Yeah, Rob. Even yeah. with Mr. Even with Mr. Bailey, like I feel like I would ha- probably have a good time, and I yeah. we would we would have fun, and there would just be moments where I would just be like, okay, he's just like going off. I'm just gonna tune, turn it down, and then I'll listen, and then when I hear things that I like, I'll turn it back up. So I just yeah, uh, no, no shade, just not my full vibe. I wouldn't go to Montana for it. If it right. was here yeah. and you were like, hey, I'm going to this thing. You should come. I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. Right. <laughs> um, and then other thing I wanted to comment on is Kate will go see James Bond with you and and enjoy it. Or does she go just because yeah, we were there? Go? Yeah. She's into it. No, the narrative of. So the messaging, or I don't want to say too much about the movie for people that haven't seen it because it'll kind of give some stuff away. But the main, yeah, she likes going to the move, the James Bond. We go see stuff like, like that. Okay, okay. We, we like yeah. balance it out, right? So sometimes we see a rom com, and then we'll go see like a James Bond movie, right? Action okay. flick. Okay. Right. And then it kind of there's certain action things she will not go see. You right. know, so those I just go by myself. Like the other night, I went to see Tom Petty, which we recorded a podcast about that, right? She didn't want to go see Tom Petty. So, but the. Yeah, the messaging that was around the central idea of this James Bond movie, she was not a fan of. And so, oh, okay. based off how, what was it about? And they mm. brought a kid into the situation and they made it about a kid. But that, I'll just say that because I'm not going to say what happened because it'll ruin the movie. And it was, she was like, why did they have to bring the kid into it? You know, mm. and I got why they did for the longevity of whatever comes next um, mm-hmm. with James Bond. So I understood it from that perspective, but yeah, but she'll go see. Yes. We've seen. Have you ever, have you ever left a movie? Have you ever left a movie? I've left. Yeah. I left, uh, her and I left a movie once. You know what? When, the, can you recall? I don't remember. The, I don't remember what it was. Why did you leave? She's going to be walking in here in a second. So I can ask her. Okay. Why'd you leave? We, it was just not good. Okay, so it's quality, not, not storyline. We're not huge movie critics. I mean, I've turned movies off on Netflix where I'm like, this is boring. Right. Where it's like, this is the same thing over and over, right? But like in a movie right. theater, I remember we left once where we were just like, this is bad. <laughs> so I'll see if she remembers what the which one it was. Have you? I've left two movies in my lifetime. What are they? One when I was very young, The Sixth Sense. I left the sixth sense. I couldn't. I never saw it. I was. Oh, you never saw it. It's actually. It's quite good watching as an adult. It's just for the time. It was such a forward-thinking movie. I think now you might watch and be like, "What's the big deal?" Right. But at but that if time, I, it if was, I go back, yeah, it was. A, it blew up. Yeah. 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 And I was too young to see it. I was. I think eleven or twelve, and it was PG thirteen. But our we had a cool mom friend. So the cool mom friend was like, let's go to the movies. I'll get you into the PG-13. We were like, you're so cool, right? Like, And then I, I left in the middle of it. I don't even think it was in the middle. It was like barely the beginning. And it was I left after this scene where, oh, you've never seen it. Oh, okay. Well, but there's you, this terrible... I mean, I'm not going to remember. You can, you can there's say. There's a terrible scene. So if anyone who's listening who's seen it, that scene where 
you find out that the mom is poisoning her child every day so her child is sick like forever mm. and they're putting literal like chemicals in their soup or something and i left after that i was just something inside me was like this is i cannot participate in this conversation um and i was scared as shit because i was like is my mom gonna poison me like are people po- is that what yeah. happens so that well, was a modern day reality now you know like that was well, just an early glimpse of how we operate was, in the world it was really sad then I left another movie when I was much older, which was The Lady with the Dragon Tattoo. I think that's the name of it. That's the name that of one? it, but I have not seen that yet either. No, oh, I was not into it. Either. No. There was a really intense rape scene that I just felt like did not need to be shown. I And I, I very much felt like there was no reason to textualize this scene and make it as as intense as they did as long as they did i'm like everyone it was too much and then i i just was like i can't i can't i can't sit through this movie because i just it's it's not good so i left that movie too in the middle of the scene maybe it was the end maybe it was the middle and i just i was with a bunch of people i just got the fuck up and left and went out and just like ate my popcorn just chilling um until everyone came out and then i was like heavily judging them for sticking around <laughs> it's like how could you sit through that that's terrible do you know what that does to your mind do you know how that desensitizes what what went on and so i kind of went off a little bit but yeah those are the two movies i left we should do like a whole podcast on brain desensitization you know because like i feel like yeah we let's go practice saying that's, it and then sense the <laughs> sense so desensitization. we went to, uh, they had a, an event at Penelope school last night for the parents. And it's, you meet mm-hmm. like the teachers and the other parents that are there and you meet. So there's a reading person who like helps the kids are learning their words, et cetera, learning to read. And she was showing how she works with these kids and moving so fast through it. I was like, I would fail this class now as a 39 year old man would fail. <laughs> like the English is not my strong suit. I was like, wow. Yeah, but sense sensitization. But did you act like you were good? I'm an entrepreneur. So I told myself I couldn't call myself an entrepreneur until I could spell it correctly every time. And I also couldn't start my like couldn't claim I have my own business until I stopped putting the I before the S. I years. (laughs) It was B U I S. And now literally every time I think busness, I have a busness, B-U-S. An entrepreneur was funky with the E-U. It would always. Oh, I don't know always, how to spell that. I can't it even always, say it. I have to slow. <laughs> I'm entrepreneur. That's how I say it. I'm an entrepreneur. Oh, there we go. I said it. You did it. Okay. Yeah. See, you thought yeah, too, yeah, yeah. You thought too right, hard about cool. it. You thought too hard about it. it. That was good. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> All right. Let's talk about our bodies, Aiden. Yeah. This. I thought this was a great topic that we had on our list and it kind of is relevant really relevant right now oh can i do a yeah. shout out <clears throat> of course i'd like to shout, shout out. out my mom is here which i think i said that earlier but she said she's been really enjoying our podcast hey and hey, mom. she says we are very funny and informative okay. great she leave a so review that's her she has not that's left how we get yet, reviews gonna, she goes why i don't leave reviews and i said you will today we will and do so it together. Gonna, I'm going to go on your phone 
and you can type it in <laughs> and give us a five-star review, Mom. There you go. See, yeah. so anyone's listening, if you want to help us out, go get your parental figure to give us a five-star review. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. When you're with only them Only if they've listened. Yeah, only yeah. if they, li- they have to listen. That's like at least a requirement. Right. Um, and subscribe. They have to subscribe yes. and download the podcast. Most people yes. don't know where the podcast app is, so show them. You know, show yeah, them how to listen to the podcast. that's true, too. Yep. That's true too. Yep. So, or you can send them to thisdatamen.com backslash podcast and they just have that's, to click. Yes. They just have to click, you know, whatever they're most familiar with. Spotify, boom. Apple, boom. Google, boom. And, All the and booms. And while you're there, you might as well sign up to find out if you're a good guy or an unintentional asshole. Right. Exactly. I mean, unless you don't identify okay. as a guy, then you can just smile. Right. That. That's being talked about. It could be, or you can maybe. download it and send it to your like yes, brother oh or your dad. <laughs> That's what or, you should do. I yeah. love that. Just sign just, them up. No, no, I don't think legally you could do that. You don't do that legally. I don't think you could like put someone well, else. We're else's. not. We're not giving legal advice here. So you just do what you do to you. <laughs> so <laughs> you like, can, like loophole. <laughs> yeah. Well, announcement: We are not lawyers, and we are not providing legal advice. But you could stick their name and email into. Oh. They will have to confirm it, though. So from a legal oh, perspective, true. they will have true. to confirm their own identity. So you could just Good be like, point. Dad, Good I signed you up for something. You should click that link. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Good. So men and bodies. Okay. Let's – I mean, I like what you were talking about living in Miami because it would be hard. It would be hard for me personally – to like live in Miami and go to the beach often purely because I think my dysphoria laid on top of just being somebody, a human with a body that's not like made for a magazine. I would have trouble with that. And I do still have trouble with, I was at the gym earlier and I was like looking at different dudes and just like, okay, you know, you're like sizing up, right? So I look at one and I'm like, you don't look like that. But then I look at another, I'm like, well, I don't look like that. So at least like for one comparison in a positive. Right. <laughs> one comparison. You find one positive, one negative to balance <laughs> right. it out. Which is right. terrible also in its own view. Like totally <laughs> judgmental and God, not that a good thing That guy is so much do. more ripped than me. But guess what? Right. I look better than that motherfucker over there. You right. Know? Like, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so – Share your experience. I want to. I want to hear how you feel. Um, so living I'll in backtrack a little bit. It's just you know because I grew up in Indiana, and there wasn't like their emphasis on. I would. I think the emphasis on bodies has always been there from a man perspective. Like I hear this a lot from women. You know, the, it's right. like the objectification of women on magazines, and then the. The, the filter, what do they do? The editing that goes on and they shrink their sizes and there's all these Facetune apps and there's filters on social media. I don't use any filters on social media. I just, I used to, I thought it was fun and then I just stopped because I'm like, I'm literally filtering what I'm looking at with myself. So I'm like looking at my face, but through a filter. And then, so I just stopped. I just like, okay, this is what I look like. This is it. You're going to get mm-hmm. it. You're going to get the wrinkles. You're going to get the, the weird smiles. Yes. Do I take like sometimes multiple videos or pictures because I like burped in the middle of it or something? Yes. Sometimes, you know, so I think for me, it like, I've always had a body image has always been a thing for me for sure. 
because I don't have the like there's genetic makeup of people that are built to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger was when he was a kid, you know, when he was in his twenties and the way he was, even if I worked out as much as him, my body would never look like that. So I've had conversations with people that are extremely fit. And then Kate and I hired a trainer one day before our wedding and we got in incredible shape and he was just like, yeah, genetics are such a huge part of it too. Where it's like mm-hmm. you could do as many sit-ups as the next guy and you never get achieve the six-pack, right? And like the, my skin and my body at this point is not geared towards a six-pack. I've never tried either. So there's that. But it's not as simple as somebody that is tan all the time or some different gem- genetic makeup that exists. So I take that and I've had a lot more awareness around that in the recent years. But like being in Maine and being in a cold environment, you spend nine months of your life like in sweatshirts, you know, or baggier <laughs> clothes or coats, right? So it's not, you don't see it. And then everybody's like, let's get in shape for the summer. And it's like, well, summer's three months. It's like around the corner and I'm still in my sweatshirt. So it's <laughs> right. Cause that's what it was in Maine. You have summer and then you have like, it gets fall Two and weeks. it's beautiful and then it's winter. Yeah. So. I've been like, okay, so I've had that. And so you're not there visually. You don't see it, what you're talking about, like this appearance of being in Miami and then coming to my, so I'll talk about that and then I'll kind of dive in a little bit of my own story around it. And then you can share yours too. Cause I'd love to hear it from that perspective, but it is coming to Miami. I mean, it's like skin, skin central down here, right? There's everybody doesn't matter. Body type is in a thong. It doesn't matter how small, big, what color you are, what gender you're like. It's just like, there's bodies everywhere and they're just out. Right. And then, so you walk down the beach and it feels comforting at that place because it's kind of like what you were saying. It was like, Oh my God, that guy is way fitter than me. And then that guy, I look better than that guy. And then having, it's like, where do like that stuff shouldn't matter so much as me just feeling comfortable inside of my own skin. Mm-hmm. And one of the, things I've noticed being down here, it's like, Oh, I want to take a little bit better care of my, my body just from a, from a visual perspective, I guess you'd say, but really it's like looking inside and how am I feeling inside more than so on the outside? Cause I think if I feel better on the inside, the outside of it, and what's been really challenging from the body, like aesthetic perspective for me has been, I've had this massive skin situation happening since 2018 Right. Mm-hmm. So in 2018, I ended up losing well, really for six years. I've been doing these huge weight fluctu- fluctuations. When Penelope was born, I think I ended up gaining 30 pounds, pretty much the same amount of weight that Kate did as, as growing a human. And it's like, basically, I look at photos now of that and I was so puffy. It was crazy. My face was huge. We have a photo on our refrigerator. Penelope like cut it out and made this frame for it. And it's when she was a baby and I'm, I'm huge. Like my face is all puffy. Like I'm just big, you know, for what I'm normally am. And then, then I ended up getting sick in 2018 and lost 35 pounds. And then I really leaned out. My shorts wouldn't fit. My pants wouldn't fit. Nothing would fit. And then I kind of over time put that weight back on due to stress, other factors that were there, my eating habits. And then I got sick again. And then I ended up losing another 25 to 30 pounds over earlier this year. And so then since then I've been coming healthier, I'm, I lost so much muscle mass 
And then I've been gaining muscle back up as I've been working again. And I'm like thinking about like where, cause I always wanted like a custom suit. Right. And, and custom shirts and stuff. I was like, that would be dope. Cause that's what the, everybody does when they get famous is they get custom clothing. And I was like, that, that would be do. great. For, for, <laughs> that's what they do. But then I'm like, I don't even know where to get custom because it's like, I've been fluctuating so much that I haven't even been comfortable in my own system. And then I noticed like shirts don't fit, you know, or they're too tight or like this shirt, for instance, I feels tighter than what I actually normally like. And then I'm like, am I getting too big or is my shirt shrinking from being in the wash over time? Right. The more that I wash clothes is that it ends up shrinking. So I've been just navigating this over the last couple of months, especially since we've been back in Miami and I've been at the beach more or walking around. But one thing I even started to do is just walking around more comfortably without my shirt on. I'll just wake up in the morning. Nobody else is up, right? It's like, I'm just in the kitchen just by myself, you know, without a shirt on. And I'm just like, okay, I'm feeling confident in my body as I carry it around. And mm -hmm. it's like doing these little things to gain the self-confidence in my own system because like where I was earlier this year, like stuck in bed and couldn't leave and my body shut down on me pretty much. I'm like, regardless of what I look like, the freaking thing's working, right? It's like, right. I'm working. And so I have to keep reminding myself of, it's like your body's whole, it's taking care of you, it's here. And the concern isn't as much as it used to be when I was like 25, but it's definitely something that's been there. And I don't really get too much carried away with like the, the Miami vibe. Um, just like too much comparing myself. Cause really when I'm on the beach, nobody cares. Right. Like I got a lot of baggage, yo people, you know, I'm married. I got two kids, you know, it's like, they look at the, I'm like, there's a lot of baggage here. So I'm not really concerned about it. They <laughs> see me rolling up with a giant wagon. You know, they're like, that guy's got a lot going on. There's a lot happening over there. We're just going to stay away. Right. So it's like, but for me, it's not, I guess it's, it, it, I am self-conscious on the beach for sure, but it's not a thing where it's like stops me from living my life in that way. But I notice it come up when I'm there. So mm -hmm. I've just tried to do a little bit of kind of positive self-talk before I go into these environments. Cause I'd love to be in the place where I can just freely just walk around without a shirt on or just go out there and not have the comparison of what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And like my body moves, you know, it's like an athletic cause one of the biggest things I'm having now is in PT just from a function perspective is it's really hard to do these strength workouts right now. Mm. And it's not like, I mean, I have like 45 pounds on my back and I'm doing one legged squats, getting into a, a, like a Bulgarian lunge, uh, Bulgarian lunge. Is that what it's called? Bulgarian split Bulgarian squat, split squat, the split squat. And I'm doing that with like 45 pounds or not even 45 pounds. I'm like, this is exhausting. And Those are I'm exhausting anyway. They're exhausting. Those are and exhausting just with your body weight. How good they are for you, but just like re-strengthening my knee. And I would get done and I there's an element of doing this intense workout and I feel like a failure at the end of it because I'm comparing myself to where I was, you mm -hmm. know, five, six, seven years ago. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot's happened since then. So yeah. that's that's a little bit of my journey situation. Yeah, I think, I mean, so it's interesting because, so I've had, I've struggled with disordered eating in my past and I have been 
overweight as a kid and then got pretty what you know stereotypical skinny as I got into my late teens and then I got put on weight and lost weight and then I got to this point where I was just ripped and jacked and I you know had a six or eight pack or whatever you could see all my muscle striations and yeah it was what most people would you know be like I want to look like that and it and and now I'm not like that I don't have a six pack I've lost some muscle gained some weight and it's interesting because this conversation even in itself is like slightly uncomfortable and some people listening might feel uncomfortable in this conversation and I just encourage you to push past the uncomfortableness and just like sit down with some honesty and some truth because what I find is people don't want to have to change their bodies and at the same time like in order to love themselves and at the same time I think that like it's also kind of it's okay if you want to change your body. Like it's it's yes. okay if you do want like to change I want your to body. change my body right now. Yeah. And I think there's a fine line between equating the body change to feeling good about yourself mm-hmm. and just feeling good about yourself. Because I could tell you from experience, I didn't feel any better about who I actually was when I was like on the cover of Men's Health magazine as opposed to how I felt when like I felt better about my body, but it did not equate to anything more magical. And if anything, it just put a lot of stress and pressure to consecutively look like that and to always look better than that. Because then you get to a point where you look lean and you've got a six pack and then almost people are like, you know, you expect it because there's this expectation that you've put on yourself and from other people of like, well, you should look better and better and bigger and leaner and bigger and leaner and all of these things. And it never, you never feel better. You never get to a point where you, where you feel good. Cause again, then you just have that pressure. So now you might love your body, not love your insides. And now you have this pressure on your body. So now your love for your body is you go back and find new things to hate about your body. So it's this like really sick cycle that never equates to anything good and and i also do believe that you know for some people changing their body is better than others and like so even one question i have for you is like when you and i think language is also important too because some Mm -hmm. language will trigger people and some language won't trigger people so i think like listen to the intent of what someone's saying and recognize that like the underlying layer to this whole conversation is fat phobia and that's something that everybody has no matter what gender race religion everyone has fat phobia just embedded in you because it is a societal thing that is what we like everyone's afraid of being fat and they're afraid of fat people and they're afraid of using the word fat and fat is an insult and it's never like no one says the word fat and thinks like says it in a positive way so we all have this fat phobia that runs through us and like when you said you felt like huge when in that photo when ruby was born right was it Ruby? Yeah, Penelope, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Penelope, sorry. When Penelope was born, like, did you feel good? Like, were you happy? No. Right. So that's the key, right? So it's like, you were, like, I think a lot of people, I want people to recognize that if you don't I, feel I, sorry, good. Sorry, I answered no. I don't, I was shaking my head and I don't know if I said no lo- loud enough. You did. Yeah. <laughs> you okay. did. You said no. no. So it's like, that is a key sign that, 
that weight wasn't a positive weight. And then there's some people like when you get in a relationship right. and you're in love and you're watching Netflix and eating cookies and just like having sex all the time and like just chilling and having a great time, you feel great. And then you gain 15 pounds and it's like, that's fine. Like that's totally yep. fine. Like that is fine. It's when you gain 15 or 30 pounds because you're absolutely miserable. And now your body on the outside is reflecting how you're feeling on the inside. Yes. So I think for me, that's a phase I'm in now, which is this phase of I am like today, I literally have to remind myself because I don't do what I used to do when I was super lean. I don't do like the amount of cardio or even work out in the same way. Like it's, it's different. I don't spend two and a half hours of my day focused on the aesthetic of my body like I used to. And I literally have to say to myself, Aiden, like you being super fit is not a priority in your life right now. Like mm -hmm. what's a priority is spending time with your son, spending time with your wife, like getting the projects you have off the ground successful and like building a life for you and your family. And that doesn't require a six pack. <laughs> you don't need a six pack to do those things. And you've had a six pack and you weren't happy. So why do you keep thinking that if you right. just get back to that body, everything will fall into place. And so even as, so what I'm trying to offer to this conversation is even as somebody who has looked like that Jack guy in the beach that people would point at and be like, holy fucking shit, you're fucking Jack, blah, blah, blah. And ask for all this advice. It's like, it, it, it doesn't equate to what I think a lot of people think it will equate to. It doesn't equate to the happiness. It doesn't equate to you finding your perfect partner, you getting the perfect job, you just feeling so great about who you are. Um, so, and that's the dilemma I battle with. It's like this having been there and now feeling like the the community around fitness is like, well, you just got to work harder and you just got to put more work in and you just, you're just, you're just fucking up. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't, you must not really want it, right? Like if you really wanted it, you wouldn't do this and you, you don't have any willpower and, and it's just like really demoralizing <laughs> to an yeah, individual. Yeah, it's like you never get, it's the roller coaster ride. Sorry, I'm like, was really thrown off. It just all of a sudden getting darker and darker and I saw darker that. in my room. And I feel like I'm sitting in the dark now. I am sitting in the dark. And it's I'm raining. like, what? That I didn't set up a light in. or anything. Sorry, people. You look great. This, you like, look great. <laughs> okay. You look fabulous. So I have like Google open on my screen on both sides where it's white, just <laughs> reflecting in. Um, it's yeah. Cause it was just kept getting darker. I was like, it's literally nighttime mm. now. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's really fascinating. That was a great question. And that was a great perspective of the aspect of because like when I look at that photo, I'm like, this shit was hard. Like life at that time was hard. And life mm -hmm. right now has been very I feel much happier now than I have in a long time, but also it's still freaking hard. And I know that what mm -hmm. happens to me is that when I get into place, it's like I'll just start snacking. I'm just like eating food. I'm not even hungry and I'm just like eating stuff. And I noticed that that's where, because it's like, okay, just stop eating and check in with myself. Mm -hmm. Be like, why do you feel like you need to go eat right now? You know, I'm not actually hungry. I'm just picking up snacks and equating it to like the food is going to give me the hunger or the, the happiness. And it's not, you right. know, for, filling for, a void. for myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's like filling and, a void. I, I and like the bodies. The body's not going to do that either, right? Like the the body is not going to fill the void either. If you get no. that perfect body, it's not going to fill the void. Um, 
No, because I felt the same way. Like we, I really, we were, we worked with this trainer before our wedding, like I said earlier, but I was in, we did two hours of working out a day. Basically we were measuring all our macros. We were weighing everything. And That's what you need to do just for everyone to be clear. Like if you are trying to get as lean as possible and really lose a lot of weight, you're going to have to dedicate a minimum of six days a week, about two yes. to two and a half hours. And you will have to track everything you eat or create yep. a meal plan and stick to that very exclusively. So I just, yep. I feel like it is a part-time job and it's a part-time job in the amount of time you have to spend physically doing exercise. And it's a full-time job in the amount of like food, which you are eating every day. Right. Correct. So like we would go out to eat out. and I would ask for a plain piece of steak or a plain piece of chicken. And I would weigh that sucker at the table, yeah. you know? So, and it's like no oils. I literally just stick it on the grill. That's it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're in this, it, that's, it was very extreme, you know? Yeah. And, which there was benefits to it at that time. And I thought, thought it was very fascinating that I, we did it, you know, cause Kate and I actually did it together before our wedding and we accomplished it, but it doesn't mean that it changed my reality of myself. Cause I still thought mm. at that time, it's like, Oh, I could still lose some weight here. I still lose some weight here. Right. And I had like, I was doing pull-ups and you could literally see the muscles in my back. Like just, well, popping. that's what happens. That's what right? happens. It's, but it's you get just like, lean, that's not and enough. Then, yeah. Yep. Yep. And like, if you, do you think that outside of if you closed your eyes at your wedding, did your body affect any of the feelings you had at your wedding? No. Right. And I feel like that that's what everyone really wants is to just feel really good inside. And the only way you can do that is if you close your eyes and take in like, how are you actually feeling? And I do think that at certain times, Maybe you do close your eyes and you can feel something on your physical body, right? And like, right. maybe that's something you'd want to change. But if you don't, yes, then then there's really not. And and so bringing this back to masculinity really quick in this concept of, I think a lot of women have these conversations, and I don't think enough men do. We just joke like dad bod. We're just like, oh yeah, he got the dad bod, and even right. even. Now I slightly joke, like even when I'm at the gym, I think I'm like, I could tell you everyone who's single in here, that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy. Right. Cause it's like, they have these or two stereotype. and a half right. hours or gay, right. They're single or gay. <laughs> and they have, like, the, they have the time, the, the you know what I mean? Yep. Um, yeah. and you know, uh, which is, is also like not a good thing to think about. Like, don't do any of these things Mike and I are saying to do as far as comparison. <laughs> We're just trying to be honest that like, this is what we do. Like, but do, is this what you should do? No. We're all but, doing it. Right. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Exactly. But I, I, like, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with comparing. It's just how it's more like the internalization of the comparison. Right. It's like well, I mean, it, driving down. I mean, Maybe it's not comparison. Maybe it's no. Maybe it's having awareness where it's, you know, like if I'm driving my Toyota Corolla down the street and somebody rollies up in a limo, uh, Lambo, mm -hmm. it's like, well, that car's, you know, a little bit. It's more expensive than mine, or is better than mine, or something. But I guess right. it's like, I guess yeah. I don't. I don't know the answer to that question. Um, I mean, I think the comparison. Thing. I don't know. I don't think. I think comparison, and I, I maybe my mind will my mind may change. It's very possible. Maybe you'll change it right now. Who knows? I think that comparison is not good really in any form. Mm. I think that 
when if you're actually comparing, then it's a you have and I don't or I have and you don't. And so there's always a negative end oh, to true. that stick that yep. you're holding. But I think that you can look at that Lambo and be like, it can be inspirational to you. You could be like, right. I'm in a minivan now and I want that Lambo and I'm going to get that motherfucker and this is how I'm going to do it. Right. And so it could be inspirational to you. You like you're saying, oh, these to, to you, for whatever reason, at some point in your life, you decided that if I could get my clothes tailored, I have hit the pinnacle of success. Right. right. Like yep. at some, for you watch something or something influenced you to that. Cause to me, I'm like, that is a very interesting <laughs> way of uh, measuring your success. So I'm not going to judge. I'm just saying a very interesting. I've never yeah, heard it's like, that I want a suit that I can be tailored, but it doesn't mean I want to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> just want to have it hanging. Let everyone know, come into my yeah, closet. Like, let me show I you my be, tailor suit. Do I want to be in suits all day? And it's like, right. Uh, I, I like a nice, yeah. like collared shirt. That's like, really comfortable it's like right yeah i I used to want a really expensive car and then we had antler and i was just like if i had a lambo do you know how inconvenient that would be in my life i wouldn't be able to go food shopping it would be i like i would it would it it wouldn't work what i really would love is a cool suv that i can fit the the stroller in along with all of the snacks it right so the the perspective changes well they and have a lambo that's... suv really well there oh, you go yeah. all right now uh-huh. i have new goals i'm gonna have to google what what that looks like because i've never uh lambo suv i've never seen this before you've never seen it okay yeah. it's still not quite big enough for me but that's fine I need something I could sleep on in an emergency. I feel like that's my go-to. It's like if I could sleep in here, then I feel safe. I don't know why. Rolls, but- okay, so the Rolls-Royce Cullinan. I think it's called the Cullinan. But that is big enough that you could sleep in. And it's super right. fancy for like 400K or something. So you could just there do you that. Go. So there's my new goal. That's I'll just do that. Yeah. I feel like that's better, right? I mean, just, yeah, screw just, it till you know, I'll just go get yeah. uh, what do you a need? Rolls-Royce. What do you right. need that for? Yeah, exactly. It's great. But that's where that's where comparison goes is is where I think it's it's never really good to compare. I you can get inspired. I, I, see, and, I see your point. You know, that makes sense. So, yeah. And and so when we think about bodies and then we think about men's bodies and we think about how long in our history it's been OK for men to be not fit and how long it hasn't been okay for women to not be fit, or at least fit the standard of that century of time. Okay. Cause people will be like, Oh, did you know? And it's like, yes, I know that different bodies were popular at different times. And if you don't fit that category, then you weren't acceptable. And it does seem like now as social media grows and not to blame it on social media, but I think it's just, you get more exposure over and over and over and over to different types of bodies instead of living in, Indiana, and you just have the people at your school. Now you've got the people at your school, plus this jacked mofo in Southern California, and this person in Miami and right. So you have the exposure and acknowledgement that like, oh, wow, other people look different (laughs) than what I've seen. And I think now we're starting to see this big shift culturally that men also are starting to experience like they haven't in the past needing to be looking a certain way aesthetically needing to have ripped abs. I mean, we watch movies from the nineties and the hot throb takes their shirt off 
And I, every time, every time I point out to Jan Lee, I'm like, he would never look like that now. Never in a million years with the hot throb. Like think of Twilight even. Just like a skinny guy with oh, no yeah. abs. Like that would never be the popular like look. In like, Twilight, they had what's his name? He was super jacked. He was the opposite, right? But even him, yes. Even him, if you did Twilight today, he would need to be shredded because he was beefy. Got it. He was more yes. beefy than he was like shredded to the bone. And right. you watch a sitcom, and the dad, who's just supposed to be your everyday guy, is sh- is jacked up, <laughs> like super jacked, and you're like, what? What? This is new. This is new for me. Having mm-hmm. grown up watching the heartthrob just kind of be, you know, they're always skinny. Like, I'm not trying to say that we are, are still like, I think fat phobia is getting worse, to be honest. And yeah, I agree. I, and I think like now you have to just be jacked up and it's, it's changing how guys are viewing themselves and viewing their success and viewing, you know, how they think they should be. And I think this is a, you know, although we're not talking about eating disorders, I think that these numbers that I'm going to share do reflect that this is something that is on the rise. So yeah, before you dive into that statistic or that little thing we found, I do think social media is a big part of blaming this because you said, you know, it's not everything to blame. And I said, I think it actually is a huge problem with, Mm. because the way the algorithms are set up or it's like, if I click on one woman in a bikini now my Explorer page is 35 women in bikinis, you know, right. or you comment on one person's thing and now it automatically generates into this avenue. I remember when Justin Baldoni talked about him trying to increase his followers on Instagram when he started talking about them, when he wrote Man Enough and started dying, going down that conversation, they exploded when he started taking shirtless photos of himself working out. He was mm-hmm. like 10xing his follower group. Because that mm-hmm. would get shared more. It gets the attraction. We're, ad- we're addicted to the visual aspect of it. And if the statistics coming out now around when younger people with depression, everything you're about to talk about with eating disorders, depression, all these anxiety has it really gone up in a hockey stick effect in graphs coming out of t- 2012, where it's like that generation, Generation Z, they're calling it started getting on the social media platforms for really the first time, you know, around middle school in the high school era type thing. So yeah, I mean, there's definitely issues with the algorithm that, that increase these issues that we're talking about now. Um, Mm -hmm. It could be a a good thing as well, a little bit because people maybe are more aware of what's going on in their life and taking better care of their bodies and taking better care of their health. Like that could happen. Um, in itself, but I feel like if we've we if we were already damaged as the society in itself before the social media aspect, the pictures, the videos, the things that existed, we're not going to be able to take social media and stick it in society, and all of a sudden we heal ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. It's not gonna it's not gonna out the damage will start to increase before we get to a place of, um, you know, healing, and hopefully, I mean, I'm on that journey, you know, just like yeah. you. So yeah. well, we can talk about another one of the statistics when it comes to eating disorders. Yeah, um, I, I real quick, I yes, agree, and I don't agree with the concept that maybe people will start taking better care of themselves because I think the root of taking better care of yourself would be to look a certain way, 
And usually when that is the root, you don't like you're taking better care of yourself because your skin was falling off of your body. Yeah. But mm-hmm. when people are trying to take better care of themselves because they visually, uh, yeah, it's not, it's ne- you're never going to take better care of yourself. And if you do, then you become orthorexic, which is a uh, eating disorder in which you it's, it's, you value what you eat. And so then you start to not allow yourself to eat certain foods because pizza will make you fat or you, and you start judging other people and thinking that you're better. Like the elitism comes in. It's like, oh, well, right. So like our family chooses not to eat certain kinds of meats and animal products. And there are many people who identify as vegan who are so elitist. And there are many carnivorians who are elitist. And there are many, many people just think like, oh, well, you know, I can't believe you eat that crap. You drink diet soda, da, da, da. Now I'm right. And the judgment comes in. And so again, it's like, is it really, are you really treating yourself better? Right. Mm. Is, is that, is that it? Or are you just trying to take another approach to convince yourself that like, well, I don't look that way, but at least I don't eat that. Like that guy's eating, that guy's super lean, but look what he drinks and look what he eats. And right. And so there's, so I do like a little pushback on that concept, but more of just like thinking about it and talking about it, you know? Um, So this statistic uh, comes from theguardian.com. And this is, wow, this is actually an older article. I didn't even realize that this was a little bit older, so I'm sure, I'm sure it's gone up. But then it says the number of adult men being admitted to hospitals with an eating disorder has risen by 70% over the past six years. And then this was the another interesting thing that I found. So the rate of increase was slightly higher among older men. So older men at 70% for the 41 to 60-year-old age group which is interesting and can potentially go against our argument of social media because social media skews to a younger generation, not 41 Mm. to 60, not that they're not on social, but a lot more are on. And the 26 to 40 category was 67%, which is still drastically high. And the 19 to 25 was 63. So those were really interesting. And then also um, the Home Service Crime Survey found the biggest rate in anabolic steroid use, which is usually by men, among 16 to 24-year-olds um, re- rose drastically um, with an extra 19,000 taking drugs. So, and that was just in one year. So, like, anab- like steroids, right? <laughs> steroids are also on the rise because you want a quicker fix, which again goes back to this concept that doesn't mean you're going to treat yourself healthier. And I'm also not saying that all anabolic steroids are bad for you. And most people are not using them in the proper way. So, I mean, right. Like I take, I take a steroid, but it's not considered anabolic because I'm not taking it at such a high level that it becomes, you know, an anabolic steroid as opposed to just a steroid. Right, which many people take steroids for all types of shit, you know. Um, so these numbers were really, I think, prove the point that men are, you know, in 2020, uh, an article says around 10 million American men will experience some form of an eating disorder during their lives. And I don't know what the numbers were back in the day. I couldn't tell you if the only thing I can see is in media. When I look at media, men's bodies shown in media has changed drastically in the last, 
in my lifetime, which is 34 years. So in the last 30 some years, men's bodies have become a different topic than before. And it's interesting because I think as we draw, as the, as the ex expectation of men goes up, we already have an expectation of women. So that means the expectation of women rises goes I think, higher. at the same rate. Exactly. It, it rises at the same rate. So it's a problem. It's a problem. It's, it's, and it's sad. And I get really nervous for people and what our, what we're doing to our bodies to obtain these expectations. Cause I was not, I mean, I was under eating calories. I was binge eating because my body, I would have to smoke a bunch of weed to like downplay the regulation of my brain so that I could actually eat. And then my body would be like, this motherfucker never eats. Like we got to eat all the food because we don't know. Like he's going to starve us for another six and a half days <laughs> until his cheat day. Right. So it would just be like eating everything, like feeling so sick. Cause I would eat until I literally, I never got sick, but I felt sick. And you know, it, it was, it was just such an irregular. So it's not like I was healthy. I was, I was not healthy at my leanest. It, it, like if you went into my body, it probably would, it would be like hungry. It would be like, I'm hungry. Please feed me. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's just, I mean, it's an interesting thing. And even having gone through that, I still on the regular, every time I go to the gym, compare myself and then I have to fight myself of just like coming back to myself. Right. So like the way I fight it is I remind myself, like I was saying earlier, Aiden, like that, like you have been there, you have been there. Stop thinking that if you go back to the same place you've been, it's going to be different. It is not going to be different. You have different goals being here is being here another hour or going to play with your son. Which one is, which one are you going to be on your deathbed? You're going to be like, man, I'm so good. I had that six pack and I missed saying goodbye to antler every single morning, or I missed this thing or right. Like that is not going to be the thing that I am grateful for. Even yesterday, I didn't go to the gym. I went and hung out with a buddy of mine in the morning. And that is hard for me. It is hard for me to say, mm. okay, I'm not going to go five days. I'm just going to go four days and it's going to be fine. And I'm going to have a great time. <laughs> like I have an Apple watch and I have to take my watch off on the weekends because if I wear it on the weekends when I'm not working out, the numbers aren't as high. And then I don't feel good about myself. And then I don't what allow my numbers. So numbers like bur calories burned, steps, I mean, it all usually goes down on the weekend. Well, steps usually go up because I'm running around more with antler, but the actual calories burned because I didn't go do a workout. And that's right. where the majority of my calories are burned. And then it bings like halfway through the day on a Saturday and it's like, you've still got time to burn 789 calories. And I'm just like, this is not good for my mental health. I'm not going to wear right. my watch on the week. It's good during the weekdays. Cause it helps me remind, it reminds me to stand the fuck up. That's like one of the big things. It reminds me to stand up, reminds me to like move my body and not just sit in this chair for six and a half hours straight. But during the weekends, I've learned that I have to take it off. So, so self-talk and reminding myself, what's my purpose? What am I really trying to accomplish in my life? And then also recognizing where do I need to make a change so that I stop feeling fucking bad about myself? 
Like I had to buy underwear, all new boxers from a small to a medium. Cause every time I wore my fucking underpants, I felt shitty <laughs> cause they were so tight that's, on me. <laughs> yeah. It's fu- like, that's what happening right now where it's like shirts. I have to go up a size, you know, like I'm like, what? Cause now I'm going up a size because the shirts are shrinking and I don't, you wear tighter clothes than I do. And I don't mm-hmm. want, like, I don't really like form fitting clothes. I like to have a little bit of room in it because I sometimes bend over and then like my butt crack hangs out. Right. It's like <laughs> your pants or something. Right. That's really, it's really the thing I don't want. That's the thing I don't want to have your underwear up. My friend, Come shirts, on, what you- <laughs> we got to wear it first, but it's like the, <laughs> okay. I just took a sip of water and almost spilled it everywhere. <laughs> And then I almost half choked. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So okay. it's like it's like a shirt is too small in the length from the top to the bottom. And I'm like, okay, so I'll just buy a bigger shirt. And then it's like double XL shirts now is what I'm buying. Cause eventually because then I know they usually always shrink in the laundry. Right. So it's like, okay, maybe I'll maybe that's my solution. It's like just upgrade, but then it's like, okay, now I'm going to double XL. That means I'm getting, oh my God, like I'm getting huge, right? It's like, that's where I'm going, right? It's like, it's the mind goes there versus like just buying something that actually feels comfortable because all those numbers are manipulated in itself. Anyway, extra large in this brand is not going to be an extra large in that brand. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we've know the tracking of, you know, Kate's explained to me so much about the women's clothing, twos, fours, sixes, eight, you know, it's like how it's gone. It's become more like awful, like in this where like a six used to be or what a six is now or something used to be probably a four or something four or something or no, it used to be like a six, but then now a something it like messed it all up. It's like a six is now a four, so to speak. Like it's gotten smaller. Right. Right. No, it's gotten a four is now a six. Oh, so it's gotten bigger. No, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's done something where it's, she said it was messing like with her We're mind. We're not informed like, enough. We're not informed <laughs> to have this conversation. We need to stop talking. All we know <laughs> is that women's clothing is fucked up and it's getting worse. Yes. Is that what I'm hearing? Okay. Yeah, right. correct. Right. right. <laughs> it's just like the numbering system. Because then if you go to right. like a, even in like a high-end fashion brand, right? Mm-hmm. Most women can't even fit into the high-end fashion brand from what she was, you know, it's like, because yeah. the way they make the clothing, they're not making it right. for everybody's. Right. So, I mean, when we try to buy antler clothes, which, and I will, I, I totally acknowledge and respect that like bodies are built different and yeah. like stereotypically a male body is built different than a female body. Like yes. I, I have that acknowledgement and people should be able to fucking buy clothes and know what size you are, regardless right. of where you go. Right? right? Like if I'm a medium in men's, I should probably be a medium in women's. Like there should be an equilibrium here of like sizes. Now, maybe this shirts will fit like in different styles, more feminine, more masculine, fine. Right. But like when we go to get antler clothes, we always look at both sides of the store and we ask them like, oh, you like this shirt? You like that? And sometimes he likes a traditional girl's outfit or a traditional boy's like, whatever. We don't care. This kid loves cars. We can't, I, I couldn't get him into a fucking tutu if I really wanted to, right? Like I could, it wouldn't happen. He would be like, get the fuck out of here, dad. Right. And so, but sometimes he does like a legging or something like that. And so we try to purchase it. And so we got a frozen outfit for him, a nighttime, like nightgown. And we had to get a size bigger than he is because the girl sizes run smaller than the boy sizes. 
Mm. And that to me was, I was, I don't know why I was surprised, but I was, it's like, it's like something that I feel like I, I should have expected, but I think it's like actually having that realization. And then when I was buying it, I said, you know, he's normally a three, but we have to buy a four in girls. And the woman behind at the, uh, this is at Costco. The woman at Costco was like, yeah, you know, when I was younger, I was always taller and my mom would always have to buy me like one or two sizes bigger in the girls because I didn't fit into, you know what I mean? Into the clothes or she would buy me the regular size in the boys. Cause I would fit that. And it's just like, I have, mm. I don't, when I look at a little girl and a little boy, I don't see a huge drastic range of, of, of like space taken up. Now people are shorter, taller, right? Like, broader not as broad like that's i get it and it was really well, that's, surprising that's to me. called space aiden right well you know <laughs> but that's, but that is space <laughs> yeah right but it's still it was still like very i just felt it it just felt like fucked up it felt fucked up that we have i mean i don't know do you agree do you disagree what yeah you i i don't i don't i think it's i mean i don't know because you the way kids are now is probably much different than they were 30 years ago. So I think what the biggest thing is like across the board is we put too much emphasis on what the, what the tag says. It's like mm. that affects, it's like, why don't I wear something? Cause I don't think a medium in a men's is going to be the same as like women wear clothing differently than men do. Like there's a lot of factors mm -hmm. there, right? Like body shapes are True. different as you said for, for right. it's so I mean, Kate has a hard time fitting into certain because of her rib cage is really is um, bigger. So like clothes, I don't know if that's the right way to say, it, but wider than like another woman that's five, four. Right. So it's like a right. different, everybody has a different variety. Me, I have bigger shoulders than somebody else. That's my height right in that way. Mm -hmm. So I just like, it's like comes down to like what actually feels com like you were saying, like my medium underwear is too small. I need to freaking wear large. Like, why right. have I not upgraded to large five years ago? Well, right. because there's stigma attached to it, or it's like, oh my gosh, my body's not the same as it was five years ago, and it's not, right? That's what we, we think like we're going to remain the same thing for our whole lives. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, yeah, I feel like we just put so much, you know, for me, it's been this emphasis recently on the tag, what the number on the tag says. Versus mm. like thinking about like, okay, I buy these shirts, I wash them five times, they shrink, and then I don't want to wear them anymore. Well, it's like, why don't I just buy a size bigger, and then it'll eventually just shrink to the size I want it to be. Why are all your clothes shrinking? I've had that thought throughout this talk. Your clothes don't shrink in the laundry? I mean, they shrink like a, a percentage that feels small enough that I'm not like needing to buy a whole size bigger. It's not like... Well, my I, like, clothes shrink. I don't know. Maybe you need to turn down the heat in the in the dryer. Wash them separately. I don't know. Put them out to dry. I don't know. I don't do my just... laundry, so I'd have to educate the person that cleans my clothes. I would clothes. ask. I would be curious. I'd be like, how come everything? Does Kate experience this too? Is all of her shirts shrinking? Do the girls' stuff shrink, or is it just your stuff? Well, everybody's clothes shrink a little bit. I know, but... A little bit is expected, but to the point that you're literally needing to buy a large when you're a medium, I think that's, that's what I'm saying. Is it the clothes or is it me? Right. <laughs> so most likely it's me more than the clothes. Right. Right. 
right? Like that's what yeah. I'm. That's that's this is the body. This is the the whole podcast is about, right? It's like yeah, yeah. Because what happens is when I start working out, my arms get bigger. So when my arms get bigger, my shoulders get bigger. When those get bigger, my clothes don't fit like they did two months ago. <laughs> Right. So then I'm like, did I freaking, so now I'm getting too big because I'm putting, because I gain muscle very easily in my arms, right? My arms and shoulders very easily. So it's just like, okay, so now those are too big. Now I got to go up a size of clothes to get this to fit. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like a weird psychological dance that we're doing with ourselves. Yeah, it but is. Maybe it is. our, our dryer is running too hot. Cause I, when I do my clothes, <laughs> I used to put it on casual cycle and I noticed yeah. it doesn't run as hot. Right, mm-hmm. and it takes a little bit longer yeah. to dry, but it doesn't heat I think the clothes you, factory up. You need you need to pay the. I people also only try to buy that cotton, cleaning your cotton people, so that'll definitely shrink. But you need to pay the people more because they're trying to rush through your stuff because they don't feel like they're valued enough. So they're trying to get as much That's done right. <laughs> as possible. So they're like, put that shit on, you know, 110, get that shit dry and out of here. You know what I mean? I think uh, that's. But I only really started buying only cotton, <laughs> organic cotton clothing. So, cause I noticed like I didn't feel good in all the plastic fiber crap. So yeah. Yeah. <sighs> More of the story. Be nice to yourself. Stop <laughs> comparing yourself. You know, just like turn your dryer your temperature down, turn your dryer temperature down, close your eyes. Like just, you know, I think really recognizing why are you trying to like, what is the end goal here? What is right. the true end goal? Are you trying to look a certain way because you want you think that's going to bring you more money? That's going to bring you more success. It's going to bring you a partner. It's going to like what what is the actual goal? And then maybe breaking that down and figuring out like where like is is it real? <laughs> is it real? I thought I thought that if I looked a certain way, I'd look in the mirror and be like have no dysphoria and feel one hundred percent of the man that when I close my eyes, I know I am. I thought if I opened my eyes and saw that looking back at me, I would be like, this is amazing. I fucking knew it. Right. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm right. Right. Like everyone else who says I don't exist is a fucking idiot. And, you know, it didn't happen. It was still, I still had feeling negative feelings and, you know, and now I still battle those thoughts of trying to get back there and just being like, it's good, man. Like we talked about cookies. Like, I don't want to give up my cookies. I love those Mm, motherfuckers. Like, you know, so. Yeah. And I've just to close it out, kind of what's been helpful for me is like, what is the purpose of my body? That's what I've been asking myself a lot uh, recently. Mm. It's like, what, what is in when I'm 60, what do I want my body to be doing? Right. And it's, it's walking, running, moving chasing my kids it's do i care if i have a thousand crunches that i can do no maybe then when i'm 60 i'll do a thousand crunch contest or something right but it's it's not so much about for me it's just like having my body as somebody that's been shut down by their body the past couple of years i really value the ability to function and move and so that's you know that that i've really changed my tune this year thinking mm-hmm. about like this is okay i'm getting to movement even though yesterday was really hard working out where i'm like oh my god i used to be able to do all this stuff and it's like yeah but my body's been through a lot this year so it's like hey you're out here doing it so it's pretty cool right right yeah love yourself bro <laughs> i love you i love your body your all dad body. my too short shirt all the things yep your too short shirt we are gonna 
teach Mike how to do his own laundry. <laughs> That's the new well, I know goal. Right. Well, someone needs to learn. That's all I'm saying. Are you going to close the podcast now, David? <laughs> okay, we're leaving. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and you're still here. It's probably probably the podcast for you. We appreciate y'all. Follow us on Instagram at The State of Men. Be like Mike's mom and go leave us a five-star review or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, we appreciate you. We love you and your body, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye, everyone. <laughs>